Welcome to another edition of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame's Hall Call Podcast, where we highlight the stories, people, and events that make sports in Virginia so special. I am Will Driscoll, the Executive Director of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame, and it's my pleasure to bring the Hall Call Podcast to you wherever you may be listening. Here at the Hall of Fame, we obviously celebrate athletic excellence and honor the best in sports. We do it every year. We bring in a new class of inductees. But we also like to put a spotlight on how sports can be used for good through charitable initiatives. We have already talked about the Charity Bowl and the impact it has had over the last half century here in southeastern Virginia. But now we bring it indoors and we talk about how table tennis or ping pong, as some people might call it, is bringing attention to the benefits this sport can have on brain fitness and mental health. The Table Tennis Charity Foundation was created, Ken, I actually have the executive director sitting right here, the uh, founder. How many you. years ago was the Table uh, Tennis Charity Foundation? Well, the foundation was created eight years ago, but we've been having this annual event for now our 11th year. So that is Ken Lees. He is the founder of the Table Tennis Charity Foundation. And the goal of the foundation is to use this sport as a platform for raising awareness and, of course, money for mental health initiatives. Friday, September 20th, and Saturday, September 21st, the organization will host its 11th annual Ping Pong, Ping Pong for Charity Celebrity Slam Fest and Tournament. And as I mentioned, joining us today is Ken Lees. And also on the phone, we have former NBA and Duke basketball standout, Kenny Denard. So Kenny, thanks for joining us as well. Thanks for having me. So now, Ken, Ken, I'm going to have to go back and forth between Ken and Kenny, so we'll go K2, Special K, we'll, we'll get it right. But Ken, just give the people a little bit of background on the organization. How did you determine that ping pong could be used as a way to raise awareness for mental health initiatives? Great question, and I guess I just need to blame it all on my father. He had me <laughs> on a ping pong table when I was little, but then again, there wasn't a sport he didn't have me playing, Will, and um, I just remember... As a kid, um, uh, tagging along with my dad who played in these tournaments along the East Coast, uh, I never really thought about it at the time. But then when I matured a little bit and was asked the question, Ken, what do you do professionally to give back? I bumbled my way through an answer when it dawned on me that most nonprofit organizations, when they set out to raise awareness and funding for their cause, they'll do it through a sporting event. Generally, it's a golf tournament or it's a walk, or it's a 5K. But if I ask the question, when was the last ping pong event that came to your town? Nine out of 10 said, huh, I've never heard about that. That was the impetus. So it really became kind of a, a unique, uh, you wanted to keep it sports centric because a lot of people deal in sports, they have an interest in it, but you wanted to find another unique platform to offer these people. That's right. And uh, you know, there was nothing statistically reliable that said if we did this ping pong event that they'll come. We asked the question, do you play ping pong? Have you ever played ping pong in your lives? And the answer, overwhelming, nine out of 10 said, I used to play with my granddad in the garage. I play every Thursday in my neighborhood. I played a lot of beer pong. So while nine out of 10 said they had played at some point and nine out of 10 said they'd never heard of a ping pong event, the marketing guy in me said, well, let's put that together. Well, Kenny, kind of the same question to you. What? How did you get involved, uh, I guess, in the sport and in this charitable initiative? Is this something that you would play in your downtime with, uh, with your teammates, either in college or in the NBA? This is well prior to the days of Fortnite and social media where you actually had to find things to <laughs> occupy your time. Yeah, well, I go back to childhood. My parents, we had a, uh, I was the fourth of four boys. So we were very competitive. Everybody played everything, you know, basketball, football, baseball. 
we had a pool table and a ping pong table. So it turned into ping pong was something I could be good at and not have to be like big because I was the little runt at that time. That changed obviously much later. <laughs> I was going to say, are we talking about the same person? <laughs> yeah, but uh, the point is, it was very. I got introduced to ping pong and, and loved it uh, as a kid. Played it all the way through, really through college. But after college, I didn't. I didn't have the opportunity much until my son was born, and then I bought a ping pong table for our house. Um, maybe I don't know when he was eight or nine years old, and we played for a while. And then it turned into, you know, he had other things to do once he was embarrassed to, to be seen with his father anywhere, you know, about 14. That's when it all stopped. So uh, Christian Leitner is the one who introduced me to Ken Lees and, and this organization, which is what I was, you know, when I first heard about it, I went, wow, that's a novel idea. And then I came, I couldn't come the first year because I had a conflict. And then la well, first year I was invited and last year I was able to come and I won't miss it now. It's one of the best. I've been involved in charity events. I've helped raise a lot of money over the years. It was on coaches versus cancer board for 15 years. We raised a hundred million dollars during that time. I've been at golf tournaments. I'm, I do several of these uh, types of events a year. I've never done one with ping pong. And when I went there and saw how cool it was, and there's actual science and methodology behind what Ken is trying to get across to to help brain uh, and mental uh, health, uh, it's 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 dynamic and it's it's new, and I think it needs supporting, and that's why I'm supporting. You hit on a couple great points there, and the first one being I don't want to bury the lead, but you mentioned Christian Leitner's involvement. Christian Leitner is a, one of the greatest college basketball players of all time, had a very successful NBA career. But Ken, along with Christian and Kenny, you also have Wendy Larry, who's a 2019 Virginia Sports Hall of Fame inductee, National Table Tennis Hall of Famer Dean Johnson, former Virginia Tech and NFL star Aaron Rouse, two-sport star, former two-sport star DJ Dozier, John Gustafson from the Norfolk Admirals, and then you even go into the entertainment business to bring in a couple of celebrities, former Miss Greece, Yana Papadimitriou, as well as she's also a Greek national champion, and Adani Maripas, who starred as a villain in the hit series 24, who is a U.S. Open table tennis champion. How have you been able to, to accumulate all of these stars from the sports and entertainment world? Oh, I don't know that there's a real answer <laughs> of the how. It was simply just uh, the relationships and the connections of uh, one folk knowing someone else, just like Christian um, getting Kenny involved. And so um, there is really a small world out there of table tennis. It's almost a culture of ping pong players out there. So when Iana Papadimitriou, it took me seven years to get her name right, <laughs> by the way, um, uh, decided to come, she, just like Kenny uh, alluded to, has just become the greatest ambassador of our cause. So awesome with our, our fans and participants. Um, and uh, she'll invite a few people. Adani Maropas, who has been known to be one of the best actors out there in Hollywood, he is um, he's just a very gifted table tennis player as well. And, and wouldn't you know that uh, Dean Johnson, who just turned 87, um, he really attributes playing table tennis for all these years to, to uh, his mental uh, just 
brightness. Well, this this question might be for you, but but Kenny did allude to it in his last answer about the science. So you just talked about Dean Johnson saying that you know his his overall health and fitness he can probably tie to being able to play this over the course of his his lifetime. But talk about some of the the science that is out there. What is the connection between brain health, brain fitness, mental health uh, with ping pong? Sure, I can speak to it. Our chairman of the board could really speak to it, who is a neuropsychologist, Dr. Scott Sodder. But essentially, if you think about playing the game, there's so many things happening so quickly in your brain that it really stimulates very quickly um, your, your neurological activity. So for example, you've got to track the ball through space. You've got to anticipate someone's shot. You've got to make sure you manage your temper if you blow a shot, which is your temporal lobe. So there are a lot of pieces of the brain being activated very quickly at once. And so um, uh, the beauty of table tennis for not only the seniors and our youth, it just helps a disparate group of organizations that are focused on, on mental health and brain fitness, be it ADHD, depression, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and as a result, we're able to, to really utilize the, the game and the sport of table tennis to, to help out all of those organizations. Kenny, you talked about the work that you've done with Coaches Versus Cancer, and, and this being such kind of a novel idea, uh, what is the kind of the long-term sustainability you see of something like this? You know, with it being ping pong, what is the, the ceiling, I guess, is really the question that I'm asking. No, I, I mean, this is a, a much, to me, it's a much broader uh, grassroots approach, which means that, you know, you don't have a bunch of coaches promoting it on national television, but I think uh, what Ken's doing is is slowly growing his his outreach, and you could, ha- you could see something in every state at some point down the road to where there's a national organization that could, uh, I mean, it's, it has that kind of potential. I, I mean, again, it's it's where Ken wants to take it, and how he has he's been so flexible and so um, I don't know the right word is just uh, user friendly for getting this started and and down the road. You know, after 15 years, he'll be an overnight sensation when it's all over the country. I mean, that's kind of the way it works. Well, in the grand scheme of time, 15 years is overnight. <laughs> so, so, Ken, is, yeah. has, is anything else being done across the country that you've seen uh, along these lines, or are you guys really kind of, kind of it? I think we're kind of it. There are other table tennis um, events, but they're typically pro-level um, exhibitions and or tournaments. But there's not a nonprofit, if you will, that has really wrapped their arms around the brain health benefits, not to mention the physical benefits and the social benefits that come along with with playing the game that I'm aware of. As a matter of fact, we have taken it a step further in offering our ping pong for charity events, which is essentially a two-day event. And we've learned so much over the last 10 years and how to have a successful event and what not to do to not have a successful event that we're actually licensing the uh, the weekend event for any nonprofit who qualifies that would like to raise awareness and funding for their cause in any city USA. So it's kind of like a, a charitable initiative event in a box almost. Call it a franchise, <laughs> yeah. for lack of a better term. Well, for the for the individuals who 
have interest or they're learning about this for the first time, your 11th annual Ping Pong for Charity events are coming up uh, September 20th and September 21st uh, in Virginia Beach. So Friday, Saturday, in just a few weeks, what can they expect? What are the events? You have the Slam Fest and then the tournament. What can somebody expect if they come to the events? You'll, you'll expect to see one of the most unique fundraisers that you've ever experienced. If you come to our Slam Fest on Friday night at the bunker at the Virginia Beach Oceanfront, you'll not only get to see a lot of good table tennis, but you can actually play some table tennis with our VIP celebrity guests and, and special guests to include Kenny Denard, Christian Leitner, uh, Wendy Larry, Aaron Rouse, a few of those folks. Um, we'll have food, we'll have drinks, we've got a band. So it's one big social ping pong event um, that will take place uh, on that Friday night. The tournament, the next day, imagine 30 ping pong tables in the size of three gymnasiums at Corporate Landing Middle School. We'll have nearly 200 people play in that event from ages 8 to 98, all skill levels, and uh, just a ton of fun on a ping pong table. So, Kenny, you obviously participated in the event last year. What was your record? Uh, let's <laughs> see. I, I'm not one that really likes to keep score because I'm old and deformed. I'm 60 <laughs> years old, and I'm 6'8", 350. I'm not really there for winning. I'm there for raising awareness, and, and I'm a schmoozer. So I, I try to get to meet as many people as I can. I met some great people last year, and I'm looking forward to meeting more this year. That's what I'm there for. I'm not there to win. I'm there to, to enjoy and help other people enjoy. Is there a friendly rivalry, at least, between you and Christian? Uh, well, Christian, Someone has to walk away as the best Blue Devil. Well, I mean, I've only got one video clip. I don't know if Ken has it, but I've got one clip I put on Facebook last year where I played one point and somebody <laughs> did it on my cell phone where I was playing with... Uh, with Ioana. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, the Greek freak. <laughs> and she is so good, and she was nice and let me hit it. And I smashed one on her, and that was that was it. You know? Walked away a winner. <laughs> it, it, it walked away. I, I don't have anything else to prove now. But, no, it's, it's so much fun. Christian's great. People uh, that saw his special that they did about him, I still hate Christian Leitner or whatever that thing. Christian loved being hated. He was, he was one of those highly – Still is highly competitive, but he's mellowed over the years. He he always had that real tough defense, uh, you know, because that was the first rock star team at Duke. You know, the '86 team had a just documentary just done on them, and it's how they got the, the Coach K's program going. Where Christian that team with Grant Hill and Bobby Hurley, those were the Beatles of Duke basketball. So he was always this tough guy to keep people kind of away from him. So, because he, he was really a, a shy, kind of tender guy, uh, and still is, and now he doesn't have to have that tough guy thing anymore, and he's much more social and and so much fun to be around, and he's done great work with with Ken in uh, Virginia Beach, and I really am glad he invited me to be part of it. Kenny, you uh, you bring up a great point, and, and Christian, there's that perception that the uh, that that show had had provided him, and now that I've gotten to know Christian a little bit better. It was a comment that he made after his first year being, being here that really resonated with me as it relates to his involvement with this tournament. He said, Ken, I really, I really could care less about the, the autographs and the pictures and, the, and, the, and being here as Christian Leitner. 
all I want is somebody to ask me to play a little ping pong. That's all he wants. So if you're planning to come, all you got to do is just ask him to play ping pong. Offer up a challenge. There you go. And, uh, it's, and, he, does, and he does want to win. Believe me, I, I played him <laughs> a long time. No doubt. And, uh, you know, he, he is still in the uh, win mode. Yeah, no freebies <laughs> from him, right? No freebies really no, from know, anybody. If you beat Christian, you're going you're gonna to be able to say you beat him because he didn't He's going for it. Well, you know, with with a charitable organization like Ping Pong, for like Table Tennis Foundation, uh, you know, Ken and, and his board and his team and his volunteers, you know, they put in the legwork, the groundwork to really get it off the ground. But it is always, I know they're always grateful, as we are whenever we host an event as well, for the personalities and the names that show up like a Christian Leitner, like a Kenny Denard. And it's, it's just a wonderful combination to be able to put something like this together from, you know, its initial inception 11 years ago to where it is now. What are some of the other services that that the Table Tennis Charitable Foundation provides in the community? So our whole mission beyond improving uh, mental health and brain fitness is integrating table tennis programs into the community. So I think the most recent number is 24 retirement communities that um, we've been able to not only bring the education of cross-train your brain, play ping pong, but the donation of equipment, tables, balls, paddles, to 24 retirement communities that now, in most cases, have formulated ping pong clubs. Westminster Canterbury, for example, locally, um, is a great example that now have three ping pong tables, two beer pong tables, and 40 residents that make up the WC Pongers. And they're competing with Atlantic Shores. So these are real beer pong tables. They, <laughs> they are. <laughs> they, act, they actually won them. Kenny, if you were, if you recall, they were so competitive on the beer pong tables at last year's event. Yeah, they walked I, away I, with I, the beer pong tables. And, I, and I, I like that, too. I mean, a lot of that beer pong thing, I, I showed videos. And, you know, when I got back to Houston, I showed all my friends. And I showed friends on social media. They go... Uh, the beer pong adds a whole new dimension. It's it's a great ad. Really, is something for everybody, I guess. Um, well, there's the, it gets the youth involved. It, you know, a lot of kids didn't grow up with ping pong tables. They had playstations or they had Nintendo. Whereas Ken and I grew up, we had ping pong. That's right. So to introduce the ping pong concept, once you start playing a little bit, you do feel. I mean, you do see the benefits and how Ken described all the mechanics of of hand-eye coordination and your how your brain fires off and and uh, you think about the low impact physically it is to play uh, you can play it at high impact like like our some of our pros that come they, they play at a high impact watching them play is like serious business but for average people it's a great sport it's just fab- fabulous for the brain to uh, fire like that and this event is designed for um, that normal player. It's for the amateur. It's for the recreational purpose. And whether you play once a year or once a month, it's, it's designed specifically for you and even the closet player who they, they know that they're good. They, they already admit that they're good and only play once a year. From the time that you devised this plan, Ken, to, to form this foundation to where it is now, how has it evolved? What's been the biggest change? Who are the organizations that you, that you started with your support and who are you supporting currently? So um, when we first began, the event was called Ping Pong for Poverty. P 
People in Need Ministry is a local uh, outreach at the oceanfront that helps the homeless uh, that I happen to be on the board with, was looking for a reason to have another event, raise awareness and funding for their cause. So we created that first year, the Ping Pong for Poverty event. I'll never forget, it was 12 scratch and dent tables in a church gymnasium and 65 people played. As a result, we raised about 10 grand had five in expenses and wrote Penn a check for 5000 that year. And then we learned about all of the mental health benefits. And we changed the brand, if you will, changed the name from Ping Pong for Poverty to Ping Pong for Charity and expanded our strategy so that we could utilize the, the platform of playing table tennis to help a, a number of different organizations. So today, to fast forward, we now support and write checks back to five charity partners, we call them. People in need, obviously, Alzheimer's locally, Parkinson's locally, Vanguard Landing locally, which is a community, if you will, that's being built uh, to help those that are moderate to mildly intellectually challenged, as well as the Glennon Center, which is part of EVMS. And every two years, we'll add another charity partner um, and we feel the more tentacles that are out there, the more balls we can start bouncing. You know, Kenny mentioned kind of, I think the moment that sticks out to him was the video with, with Yana. But over the course of this whole process, is there one moment that really sticks out to you? One moment. Um, I, I can't get to one moment. Um, if, if any comes to mind, it's when Kenny hit that winning <laughs> shot on Yana. <laughs> You're such a sweet talker. <laughs> How much did you pay him to say that? <laughs> oh, no, it was pretty impressive, I, I must say. I'm, I'm not shy about saying that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the most important question uh, as, as we begin to wrap this up is, how can somebody get involved? If somebody's listening to this or somebody sees it pop up in an ad on social media or they hear a radio ad for it and they say, well, what is that? How can I get involved? Where should they go? So pingpongforcharity.com is a great website that'll have so much information. So whether it's coming to our event buying tickets for the Slamfest party, participating as a player in the tournament, or just coming out to volunteer, or maybe just make a donation, all of those, uh, all of those ways to engage can be done from the website. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to, to have anyone participate that um, is free that weekend. Well, I'd really like to thank both Ken and Kenny uh, for joining us today on the Hall Call podcast. Again, we love to talk about these charitable initiatives that are being done in Virginia that use sports as a platform. Really, sports can be used for good. And don't forget, on September 20th and 21st, you have the Slam Fest and the tournament. You'll get the chance to meet or play against Kenny Denard, Christian Leitner, Wendy Larry, Dean Johnson, Aaron Rouse, DJ Dozier, John Gustafson, Yana Papadimitriou, and Adani Marapis. It's going to be a really fun weekend. This is the 11th year that they've done it. They're supporting so many great causes and, uh, and we'll be out there and we hope to see as many people out there as well. Uh, Ken and Kenny, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, Will. And special thanks, thanks, Will. And special thanks to the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame for, for the partnership. Well, we, we thank you guys as well. Uh, that's going to do it for the Hall Call podcast today. As always, if you like what you heard, please like and follow the Hall Call podcast on SoundCloud. You can also find the most recent episodes on our website, www.vasportshof.com, and on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, 
all with the same handle, at VA Sports HOF. I'd like to thank ESPN Radio 94.1 WVSPFM for their support, as well as Thomas Simmons, our executive producer. Until next time, I am Will Driscoll, and this has been the Hall Call Podcast. Thank you.